those who are joining us virtually, and also to those who are joining us physically. I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to be here in the Diocese of Chicago, where I got my start. And I'm happy to be here at this beautiful church with what I know is very important, significant ministries that are rooted in the life of this congregation. Thank you. Thank you for being so profoundly committed to the hard work of outreach, to the work of caring for those who are on difficult circumstances, and for all the ways in which you touch this community of Greater Rockford. Thank you for every bit of effort, every sacrifice that you've made, particularly during the last year and a half, when everything has been more difficult. And so please accept the gratitude from a grateful bishop and a grateful diocese for all of the ways that your ministries touch other lives. I want also to compliment you on the care that you are extending to this building. I'm hearing about the projects involving the stained glass windows. And let me say, everything that we do to preserve and protect the fabric of our church building enables churches to continue being a visible symbol in our communities, a visible refuge, if you will, a haven that says God's people are here, they are planted in this location, they are committed to this community. So thanks everyone. Today we have a healing story that we heard in the gospel. And one of the things I want to do is share a little bit about healing stories in the gospels and why they are there and how we might understand them for our own purposes. The most frequent kind of healing that happens in the New Testament is the healing of blindness, the healing of those without vision. The second most frequent healing or kind of healing that happens is healing of people with mental or nervous disabilities uh, in those days, the language was demon possession. Uh, understood that people with any medical challenges, in fact, had demon possession. And the third most frequent kind of healing stories is about people's ability to walk. So think about that, if you will. To see, to be able to think clearly, and to process your life with a sense of order and understanding, and also the opportunity to walk through life. Take up your bed and walk, we heard. Those are the categories that are the most common ones in the healing stories in the Gospels. Today we have a particularly lovely story. Here's the wrinkle. Jesus initiates that healing. He doesn't wait for someone to come to him. He understands that this blind person is wanting 
to come to him and wanting to experience healing of his vision. And Jesus says, bring him here to me. Bring him here to me. Can you stay with that phrase for just a moment? Bring him here to me. This is the Savior and Redeemer of the world, noticing out in the world around him that there is someone in need of his care. And he says, bring him. Every one of us, every one of us, is charged by virtue of our baptism and by virtue of our ministries to bring people to Jesus. To bring people to Jesus. Whatever it is that lies behind that bringing, that's our job. Bring people to Jesus. Lots of ways to do that, but the fundamental thing is, how can we bring people to Jesus? We know that if we do that, we will be contributing to their well-being, to their health, to their happiness and their joy, because that's what life with Jesus brings to us. So, one point. And then, my friends, the most lovely piece in the whole text, in my mind, the most lovely piece is where Jesus says to the man, what do you want me to do for you? And again, dwell in that word for a moment, if you would. What do you want me to do for you? That's the kind of Savior we have. That's what Jesus is like, reaching out for those who may need his care, his healing, his touch, his mercy. And then when the person in need is there with him, Jesus addresses that person very directly and says, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? We have a receptionist at the Diocesan Center, a woman named Doris. And we have trained Doris to answer the phone saying, how may I help you? How may I help you? That's more important than saying, the offices of the Episcopal Diocese of Chicago. It's better to say, Diocese of Chicago, how can I help? So friends, today's gospel reminds us that it matters to God that we see clearly. All ways that human beings experience blindness, things we won't see, can't see, refuse to see, the call of Jesus is to see, to have vision, both with our eyes and with our hearts. So may it be so for all of us today and in the days to come. Thank you and amen.